Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Guys, I'm so excited. I just watched The Real Hustles in New York, and it was flawless, flaw-free, iconic. <laughs> Whitney's here with me. Hello. Whitney, wasn't that a good episode? It was so good. Oh, I loved it. And I we have a, so much. We have a show lined up for you today, so we're going to recap The Real Hustles in New York. We also have Thomas John, who's on Lifetime TV. He's got a new show out called Seatbelt Psychic, and he was also Sonia's psychic. Woo! So Thomas John is going to come over and we're going to talk all things housewives. And I'm going to ask him, like, if he's a psychic, I feel like he should be able to predict some things about the housewives, right? Right. He's predicted a lot of, like, celebrity things in the past. So I'm mm-hmm. super excited to talk to him and see if he has any predictions for 2018, 2019. Plus, I have a, one very important question I need to get to. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot of good stuff for him. <laughs> I feel like if we have a psychic on, we have to really, like, lay into pop yeah. culture and find out what's coming. I know. I want to thank everyone for the Pop Dive love. So we've been doing this new format of show because we're two days a week now. So every Monday has been a Pop Dive. And then the Thursday episode is like Bravo Housewives stuff. So many fun ones lined up, Whitney. Mm-hmm, I'm so super excited. And it's just been fun to remind myself of some things that you know I might have forgotten about. Exactly. I want to keep loving the things that we love. You know? Right. It's so, so fun. So, I mean, on that note, this is a horrible transition, but... We will not have a new pop dive on Monday. So we, <laughs> so we teased you, but they'll be back <laughs> Go later. back and listen to a lot of No. So this coming Monday, we're not going to have a pop dive, but that's because we have something super special planned. Ooh. And I'm not telling anyone what it is, but we have something very exciting planned for Monday's show. So there won't be a pop dive. So next week, it's going to be lots of Bravo. Okay. But please tune that's in. And then the following Monday will be the next pop dive. And speaking of podcasts, Whitney, have you heard of Who Weekly? I have. Okay, so I'm sort of obsessed with this podcast. And I know I don't really talk a lot about other podcasts. There's a lot of great ones out there. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had some other Bravo podcasts on, The Watch What Crappens Boys, you know, Laura Marie from Sexy Unique Podcast, mm-hmm. Annabelle, and and Who Weekly is hosted by Lindsay Weber and Bobby Finger, and they're so fucking funny. I love Bobby Finger. Yeah. He's like my internet boyfriend. Yeah, so they have this podcast called Who question mark weekly and it's about what they call the who's and the thems so they're these like a level of celebrity <laughs> that is like not really known it's like the mm-hmm. rita auras of the world or oh, the Haley yeah. baldwins maybe you know so they're so funny they do two shows a week they do live shows uh in july and august they're gonna be at the bell house in new york city mm. and it's just really really fun they talk a lot about like Kristen cavallari's show they answer questions like is her new reality show good okay you know like they mm-hmm. they just like dive into pop culture but the sir dumpster of pop culture <laughs> So I want everyone to go subscribe and listen. Give it a listen. If you like the pop culture stuff, you know, the pop dives we're doing, mm-hmm. I feel like you'll really love Who Weekly. So please, please check it out and get, go see him live if you get a chance. Oh, okay, Whitney, did you watch Southern Charm? Because that I finale did. was intense. Yes. It was, it was all about so that winter's satisfying. ball, mm-hmm. which Patricia threw. 
the whole cast was there. Even people that we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Jennifer Snowden. Ugh, never forget her. A TV villain if I've ever saw one. Yes. I mean, she's a villainess. Yeah. And I do not like it. You don't like her being a villain? No, I don't like her. Her. Oh. <laughs> I'm okay. But again, I'm okay with some of these TV villainesses popping on for one episode, right? Oh, yeah. To give I us good it. TV. We do hate her, and I know the internet hates her, but... I don't want her on the main cast, but I'm happy to have them pop in once in a while right. to stir things up. Because she did stir stuff she up. Did. She I did. I mean, if we believe Austin, he went over to T-Rav just to tell him, this rumor's going around, you should just be aware. Yeah. And instead, she was like, you're going to tell him that? I know. You're gonna... <laughs> and then she made it like such a big deal. It's like, dude, he was just trying to like tell his bro stuff. Right. And maybe it was a little bit of stirring, but also like... Whitney, I was watching the TV and I was yelling, I hate all of you. (laughs) (laughs) Like during that scene, it was Austin T. Rav and Jennifer Snowden. But it was in the most fun. It was almost like watching, I felt like I was watching a football game and like, you know, when, I don't know, when straight people or whatever watch a football game, they're like, bad call, (laughs) Rav. I was like, fuck you, Jen and T. Rav. Go to hell, Austin. (laughs) Rotten hell, Jax. Only thing I was missing was mozzarella sticks, but... um, Oh, I wish I had some of those. Oh, I know. Uh, but it was good. I'm definitely Team Catherine. I mean, I love Catherine this season. Yeah. And I'm so... Uh, let me just back up for a second. So Catherine and Ashley had more fighting in this episode, mm-hmm. right? And after that one, when they were on vacation and Ashley said all those horrible things to oh Catherine, God. remember how awful yeah. that was? Not that I forgot about that, but I think like... I didn't forgive Ashley, but I just sort of forgot how awful of a human she was, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then she was such an awful human again to Catherine. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, you are the worst human being ever. This really? This finale episode, she was yeah. just so awful to mm-hmm. Catherine. And you don't say those things to a mother. Like, if I was a mother. No. You know how they say, like, Mama Bear comes out? Like, oh, yeah. Like, I was shocked that Catherine was able to just be... Restrain herself. Restrain herself. I know. That seems to be also not a mom, but do have Mama Bear qualities. Like, I would probably get right. in her face. And Catherine really did restrain herself. We've seen Catherine in the past be crazy. The season has all I mean, about she did thin. Say, like, fuck you. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> which is well yeah. deserved. Yeah, it's oh, like yeah. get off. My say, get off my truck. But like, you know, I don't know how she did stay that. the fuck out of my kids' lives. And I actually thought when they got in the fight and Catherine went over when T Rav came outside and was like, "Stay out of our family." Like I thought that's so true. It's like you're not in this mm-hmm. family. How trashy of T Rav to not really stand oh up for Catherine. God. I thought like why I know. What a piece you of know shit. he just sort of was like smiling in the back and like Oh he loved it. He, was, he, loved he had it. the biggest heart thought, like, on, you're you could tell. Trash you know he went home and fucked Ashley and thought about that uh, argument. Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> Whitney. <laughs> this is a family <laughs> show. <laughs> I'm just kidding, it's not. But you know like he was, he was smirking because he's still obviously so attracted to Catherine. Like, he was just loving. He wants women to fight over yeah, him. Yeah, he's so gross. Yeah. Um, speaking of family show, though, real quick, I saw the Mr. Rogers documentary, and I loved it. I know <laughs> hard that's, pivot. I know, it's a hard pivot, but I just wanted to mention it because I did love it. It's called uh, Welcome to the Neighborhood. I literally was watching it. This is such an aside from Southern Charm, but I was watching it, and I was thinking, I wonder how we could do, like, an Everything Iconic podcast for kids. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, you know, maybe, like, something that moms out there that are listening could play for, like, their kids. I don't know. That's something hmm. we could talk about off air, but maybe if you just up being wet last, they could listen to this. <laughs> I know. I know. If I wasn't always telling Chris Hemsworth to sit on my face, <laughs> you know, it's my truth. Uh, yeah. oh, speaking of, did you see that Henry Cavill stuff? Like, Ugh. and I have, I, you know, you I know how bad I want Henry Cavill right. to sit on my face. Well, well you know, not what? anymore. After he had some problematic comments to say, I was very upset. 
We're really going off topic. I, I, I don't it's even important wanna, work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to broach it because we do kind of stay away from that stuff here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think the show, we're really assessing people for their art, mm-hmm. <laughs> their mm-hmm. work more than like the stuff. But I will just say, <sighs> I wish he had a friend. I wish he yeah. had a friend in his life that had educated him to this point that you're that grown man. And then on top of that, you have a publicist that hasn't briefed you in this yet. I know. Like, so why are you, you know out there saying the shit? Like sit on my face and apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Henry, if you're listening, sit oh on my face my and apologize God. for your comments because, and you learn your lesson. Um, okay. okay. So back to Southern charm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. This is all over the place. <laughs> Uh, it's back to Southern Charm. So Craig went up to Naomi. Did you catch this? Oh and Naomi was like so mean so to Craig. Mean. And you know I love Craig too. Yeah. I love Craig, but I also sort of love Naomi on the show. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I don't know. Everyone always tweets me and stuff and they're like, wasn't Naomi so mean? And I'm like, I kind of love it. <laughs> I mean, she was. And it was kind of the perfect like fuck off. I thought earlier in the episode she actually looked upset, like hurt. Mm-hmm that he had brought a date. Like, I think she, as much as she's like, he's bad news for me. He's not a good person or whatever she's saying to herself. She still has feelings for him. Like, I feel like she's not healed from it. So I think she was hurt. And so I'm thinking that's why she lashed out. Like she did. It's also kind of like a great line. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she's great on the show. I'm so excited for this reunion. It's going to be good. Oh, Oh, one more thing before we move on the scene where Catherine was talking to Patricia. Mm -hmm. I hadn't slept a lot. Like I, been pretty busy <laughs> not to brag but i've been busy um and i hadn't been sleeping a lot and when i'm not sleeping like i'm already an emotional person uh-huh. but i can command tears instantly and mm-hmm. i was watching patricia and Catherine, and it wasn't like i just teared up i was like sobbing Aww. uncontrollable shaking and sobbing <laughs> but it was like out of happiness too yeah. but also exhaustion yeah and you did send me a, a cry face emoji oh did i you yeah. did sometimes it'll be like oh i was crying you know and it won't really be actual sobbing. But okay. this time I this was, was just real. like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I just, just watched it- the first uh, 10 minutes of Up. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was so great that Kate, uh, Catherine, you know, was talking about how much research she did. She wanted to be respectful. And then it took her a minute, but she went over there and, and got the yeah, courage up to talk so to her. Hard. And honestly, she's being above it. Because right. I went back and watched the pilot. Oh yeah, you pilot. watched the pilot. Yeah, I went back and actually binge-watched the whole first season the other night when I couldn't sleep. And... Patricia was a fucking bitch to really to Catherine. Like they were, you know, like calling her not trash, but just being like, she's a little young girl. Get away from her T Rav. Like she's gonna trap you with her vagina teeth or something. You know, it's like oh, so the fact that Caitlin, <laughs> the fact that Caitlin is like or Catherine is going to go repair this. Who the fuck's Caitlin? <laughs> Do you remember in the OC when there was like a young Marissa had a sister named Caitlin and then she disappeared and came back as someone new? Who's That's Marissa? neither here nor there. Misha Barton. Oh, and the OC. I never watched the OC. I thought you meant OC, like you? Real Housewives. That's a wrap on Whitney. <laughs> okay, we need to get to Real Housewives of okay. New York. This oh, but one last thing. Mm-hmm. Catherine has her kids 50-50. I know. That made me tear up. I didn't cry there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just felt like such a good arc for her this whole season. Yeah. Like, she really has bested herself. Right. Um, speaking of arc, this new episode of The Real Houses of New York was one of the greatest hours of our time. It took us on a ride. You know, just the excitement of knowing that they were going to be on vacation this episode was so exciting. And last week, it was sort of a filler. I loved the episode last Mm -hmm. week when they were speed dating and stuff, but it was more of a filler. Right. And then this week, we see them get to (laughs) Cartagena. Oh, (laughs) Cur. I can't can't say it. Uh, So we get all the girls packing. And you mentioned when we were watching this, you love a packing scene. I love a packing scene. And New York ladies, they do it so well. So well. 
there was cats in Multiple Carol's luggage, cats. all of them named Baby. <laughs> there was Tinsley's cat. Was it a cat? We also learned right at the top that Ramona sprained her ankle while she was texting, <laughs> texting. on vacation. And then fell down a stairwell. First yes. of all, that's something I would do. Yeah, you're very clumsy. Yeah. yeah. But also, is she always on vacation? Ramona, yes. What a time. Uh, while Sonia was packing, she said the shirt wants to come off and the night is young. Like, <laughs> just to her dog. Like, yeah, it was just like randomly to her dog. Like Milu, say, what's the dog's name? Milu? I think it's Milu. Yeah. I do talk to my Did dog. Did Milu die? <gasps> no, that Who was, was the, the dog that died we saw oh, the funeral yeah. for? That was a good one. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> a good funeral. Not, I mean, no, not that he died. <laughs> Rest in peace. I can't remember what that dog's name Okay, so then the women get to the airport, Ramona's in the wheelchair, and I thought for sure... Ramona's on meds this episode, right? Like She seems a little loose. I think she's on some sort of pain medication because I've never seen Ramona more carefree at times when it seems like she wouldn't be. Uh Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. They're also trying to learn the language of this, you know, and they're in the van from the airport and Ramona just says, Bamios. (laughs) (laughs) She means like Bamios. Yeah, Bamios. She said Bamios and I just thought, yeah, I love that. Uh, Bethany reveals in that van that red scarf guy is still mm-hmm. texting bethany wow red scarf man who we all thought i think wouldn't be a an issue yeah i just thought after he has week. a bold red scarf and a hairstyle that Sh- was questionable <laughs> <laughs> i thought he was fine looking for a man that age yeah yeah but not like anything special yeah bethany was reading text messages which is also oh, like- and one of the text messages said that Ramona ditched her Uber <laughs> to like get in the car with him. And I like, I, I want that on film. Oh my God. I love that. But then she threw like Ramona under the bus to him and said like, she's a bad look. So I'm going to say no to dating you. First of all, what logic is that? And second of all, going through it this episode. Yeah. Um, I also, I took notes, you know, and I want to ask you this question. I don't know what this means in my notes, but I just okay. wrote eat his ass. What does that mean? Oh, <laughs> Why did I, write I think eat that's when ass? Bethany was saying that she has no interest in him. And so she was like, you can split his ass in two oh, and right, eat right, it right. if you want to. Right. So, yeah. Something so like Bethany that. made an eating ass reference. But you know what? You know what? So what? Who cares? And then they, the girls were trying to decide like what the imports were from this country. Oh, my God. And it was so funny. They just kept saying like cocaine and coffee and whatever and beer. And then Dorinda goes, coffee, cocaine and beer. So how does everybody work? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I screamed. Oh, so good. Dorinda. So good. You know, she could live off those three food groups. Oh, yeah. I mean, just the, all that <laughs> her stimulant. Food, her food pyramid is just coffee, <laughs> beer, and cocaine. <laughs> you, know, you know how a food pyramid is a big triangle? Oh, yeah. The bottom is just cocaine, and then it gets like... What's the top? Coffee? Beer, coffee. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> I, hope, I hope we get Dorinda on the show sometime oh. after saying that. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so they get to the... What do we call it? The hotel? Is it a hotel no, I believe or it's a, home. a home? It's a home of Tim Oh, right, right. Friend. Yeah, because the woman who greeted him was Margarita, and she said she was the house manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that she was named Margarita. It was mm-hmm. like a little like they're serving Easter Margarita. egg. <laughs> I don't know. It was just an exciting thing. I was like, oh, my God, her name's Margarita. They're going to drink some. <laughs> I loved it. And I... I got so... I'm getting giddy right now because I know where we're coming up, but I love watching these women just walk into hotels and vacation homes oh, and stuff. Yeah. Like, I could watch it forever. I remember last season when they got to Mexico and it was one full episode of them trying to find rooms. <laughs> oh and it's God. like, I could, it's uh, like 
crack to me. <laughs> I love so it. So good. Because it really just shows like them at their worst and the silliest. No other franchises do I want to watch them walk into hotels and decide rooms. But no. I mean, uh, not that I dislike it on other franchises, but it's like these New York girls. I mean, give me a full season of them just going to different hotels and picking out a room for one night. Like, each episode is just that. And I would watch the shit out of it. Oh, my God. I it loved would, it. Tinsley did something very fancy of giving them those necklaces to right, decide the rooms. Right, she gave a Tiffany box with that, a necklace. Yeah, that felt like old school. Like, remember when these shows were more about gratuitous money? Like, that mm. felt like a little bit of a throwback. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm liking watching Tinsley's money work. That's interesting mm. that you say that. And you're right. Thanks. You're right. <laughs> Um, they also did a flashback to that Mexico trip with the room picking. Oh, yeah. I loved yeah, it. Oh, um, and then Ramona meets the chefs that are going to be cooking their meal. They already seemed to have cooked some food. It was like out, uh-huh. but yeah. then they weren't going to eat it in a while. I think they were meal prepping. Ramona said that there's no butter. She doesn't like butter. Does not like butter. She said that's how she stays ageless. <laughs> she high five the chef yeah, she was like so carefree and <laughs> loose and fancy free and i thought wow these uh, this is like ramona's sweet spot i mm-hmm. think ramona on an oxycodone is her sweet spot she's like happy she's still kind of a nightmare right uh-huh. like she she wasn't being i don't know not rude to these right. workers right but she yeah. wasn't being like the traditional rude Mo- ramona yeah it wasn't as sharp yeah and it was just like perfect it was so likable ramona, yeah, yeah i thought <laughs> Really, her sweet spot is whatever amount of oxycodone she took that day. (laughs) Take note, Ramona. (laughs) And then even with the unpacking, it's like she, the guy left. She had to put it on away herself. She almost tripped over it. She almost tripped. She had a sprained foot and she still was okay with it. Yeah. Like this was a new woman. Later she said, I must be changing. What do you think she was on? Do you think it was just like one? I don't know meds that well. I, I don't know. Because she didn't seem drunk. Or Vicodin. Or are those the same thing, I think? I don't know. I've only take, I think I, take, I took Vicodin once, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever it was, I, <laughs> we need to figure it out. Mm-hmm. If there's an assistant that's working with Ramona, just... <laughs> I don't know. So she puts her own stuff away. And then they sit down to eat. And they have some of the soup, like a fish soup, which sounds mm-hmm. gross to me. I don't like okay. fish, but I'm not allergic. Okay. And Bethany's allergic. Apparently, yeah, which, which I, ten how we made it in, exactly. We're just learning this. <laughs> no, I feel like she eats sushi all the time, so like I'm confused, right? But I guess then later does she, she said she can eat shellfish stuff or something. God, I feel like she probably girl does. Fish. I bet you this was a ploy, like her allergic reaction, and she makes skinny fake girl fish. Benadryl and skinny girl, <laughs> skinny girl fish. Could you imagine skinny girl Benadryl? Oh my god, skinny girl Benadryl. <laughs> For the girl on the go. <laughs> uh, oh, but yeah, Bethany has like a little allergic reaction. And then, and Ramona put it best. It's like, why didn't you say something to the chef? I'm allergic to fish. Right. Like, There's just so many things wrong with that. And she was also throwing up with the door open. With the door And I just thought like. Open. Really. I mean, remember she got a lot of flack like years ago. I think it was season three or four. It was season three. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was her spinoff. I think but it was when she was pregnant. Right. And she was peeing. Right, and she with- peed on the stick with the mm-hmm. door open. That was season three, because they talked about it at the season three reunion. Mm. I hate that I remember that. Wow, but yeah. also, well done. I love it. <laughs> he just Good patted himself physically on the back. Good job, of me. <laughs> I just kicked. I did a kick, a high <laughs> kick. Um, but she did get a lot of flack for peeing with the door open. Yeah. And here she is again, throwing up with the door open. And look, I want to see everything with these women, but I think there is a little bit of a line. Like, I don't need yeah, to see them throwing up. I know. She told the camera guy, like, come on, I'm going to throw totally. up. Totally, because she had changed her <laughs> outfit. She was wearing, like, a bathing suit, and then she was in, like, shorts and a sweatshirt. They can fucking 
you know, shoot the door and then put titles. Yeah, she's throwing up. up. I know. Come on. I know. Or we had one of the girls comment on it. Exactly. Or we would have saw it later when she came downstairs and said, I threw up. I mean, how many times do we see? I mean, they're one of my favorite moments behind a closed door. You know, we're just staring at a door and things are happening behind it. And I can't see it. And I love it more. Sucked at the (laughs) roundup. I know the boys who oh, did it. Uh, we also heard Ramona say to Luann, um, she's never looked prettier than she did. Oh, yeah. Ramona, so nice. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> Sonia also looked so good. Sonia looked so good the whole episode. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, you know what did not look good was Lou's feet. They were, <laughs> <laughs> they were very dirty. They were. They were so dirty. And that was the first time where I was like, maybe this place is not that nice. Okay. I mean, I... Yeah, so we're going to get into Bethany's issues, but yeah. like... Bethany told Luann she had black feet and black face. Oh my God, that was And then so they good. cut back to Halloween with Luann yes. and black face. And then she goes, right, you're just tan. You're just tan. But like, you're in a different country and there's something different traveling to South America than there is traveling to Europe. So manage your expectations. Yeah. Be fucking nice. You're going to be on TV about this. Like, come on, but guys. Something was up with Bethany this whole episode. She was kind of having, I thought like a little, I thought she was having a nervous breakdown throughout the episode. Mm. Right. Yeah. Like, and it sort of culminated by the end and it, yeah, you know, we'll get to that. But I mean, it was, was something edge. was going on where yeah. it was like, she was a mess this yeah. whole time. So they're getting ready for dinner and Tinsley's with her glam team. And she said, Scott paid for the glam team. Which was weird. It's it so paid weird. for them to get there to Cartagena. Yeah. Or however you say, we don't know how to say Carta- it. Carta- Cartagena. Yeah. I said it right. Yeah. We're too deep in now. Like, who's paying? Production? Is I know. This she is, paying I, for Because I don't you know? feel like it was him. I feel like it was right. production. Right. I don't know. So they all get ready and they're meeting at the downstairs. And Dorinda's, she put a look together. Dorinda. And Dorinda's looks are all oh, over God. the place. They're just <laughs> never paired right. Doesn't it always feel like she just got... Whatever was lying around at the... And I loved Dorinda so much. Oh, yeah. At the dry cleaners. It's like, what was available? Well, so that's what I've always thought. But then remember, was it last week's episode where she took Luann to her dress store where she gets dresses borrowed and they were all glitter. And I was like, this now makes sense. (laughs) I love Dorinda so much, though. I really do. Like, I just love her. Yeah. But no, they were all serving some looks to that dinner. Right. Um, And Ramona's in her wheelchair that night. She says she's going to be in the wheelchair and she was bringing down heels to wear. And she's like, it's fine. I'm going to be in a wheelchair. It's like, wait, (laughs) what? can you walk or not? Like, why do you need a wheelchair? (laughs) But again, like once I got her in that wheelchair, I was like, I never want her out of it. I never want to see her uh, out of that. Oh my God. She was so fucking high on that wheelchair. (laughs) I loved it. (laughs) You mean like as a high horse? No. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I mean the other way. Okay. Um, And so they go to this dinner at Carmen. I remember seeing the paparazzi photo of this before Mm -hmm. the season was announced. People didn't know that it was Luann. In that wig. In that wig and that Sofia Vergara wig. She looks good. She looks fantastic, right? I was going to ask. I think she should have long hair. Yeah. I think she should also, yeah, change up her hair in general. Yeah. Have we ever seen her with that long of hair? No. 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 Yeah. I mean, even the color I thought looked good on her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She looks good no matter what. Lou's, uh, you know, looking phenomenal these days. But when she walked out with that wig, I thought, wow, you look great. And she also mentioned she finally made it to South America. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. She has a strange relationship with uh, humor in this arrest. It's very strange. I know. Right, right, right. (laughs) Um, So they're eating dinner and they start talking about their speed dating, Mm -hmm. which I kind of thought we did the speed dating and that would be the end of it. We had mentioned it was like a transitional episode, but it turns out there was a lot that happened that we needed to pay attention to. Specifically with the red scarf. Brian. Yes. So we learn here that Carol went out with him for a three-hour dinner. Okay. Were you shocked? 
No, but all of my dinners are three hours. Is that a long time? No, not about the hours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Were you shocked that he went out with Carol? No, because I remember from the speed dating that Carol in her testimonial said that her friend who was hosting the event thought he'd be there for her right. and then she didn't get to meet him. So no, that seems like she was set up on a date. I don't know. I was surprised. I didn't expect it to take this turn. Bethany says she didn't... Carol never told her and Bethany starts to get upset that she never knew about this. Oh, and man. Bethany, like I thought was this was a really ugly color on Bethany at this uh-huh. dinner. I felt like she was just so mean to Carol and what did Carol say? Venomous? Yeah. It was like she couldn't wait to tell her oh, you think he likes you? Well, he likes me too. It's like, who cares? Right, right, right. And it was just one dinner. And it's like, why would Carol go and tell you? And I know everyone seems to be on Team Bethany. I don't get it. Which I don't understand. Again, I know Bethany's done some great work. And she makes great TV. I think she's fantastic. I love her on the show. I don't want her to go. But I think in the Carol versus Bethany, I I don't understand why so many people hate Carol in this situation. Me either. Because... My big problem with Bethany, which has been always, is she doesn't solve things. (laughs) Which has been (laughs) every moment she's been on my screen. (laughs) She doesn't claim responsibility for things. So it's like her feud with Jill, it went on for far too long. And she gave it a shot and Jill wasn't ready. But then to blame, to to say like, I have no ownership of this. It's all on Jill or there's nothing to be done. But then she cries about it and she feels painful. And it's like, well, maybe if you're that upset, that means you need to remedy it. Like maybe that means you want this person in your life and try to fix it. And she never tried to fix things with Carol, like actively. And she just literally seems like a 19 year old. Like she has you know, no I emotional always, depth. I also always second guess everything Bethany does because I know how intelligent she is and mm-hmm. how, how well she knows how to play this reality TV game. Right. So it's like every move she makes, I'm thinking, well, is this her emotions coming through or is this for the TV? Yeah. Or is this her trying to save her ass? Or is this her trying to make a storyline? Or is this her trying to make a scene? Yeah. You know, with some of the, I don't ever feel that way from Carol. I'm not saying Carol's right. the most authentic person in the world. And Carol's right, sure. definitely taken a weird turn where she's leaned into this reality TV sure. thing. Sure, yes. And, which is very troubling. You know? Yes, it's a strange It's weird because Carol, her whole thing before is, so I'm a journalist and I'm yeah. you, you know, a spectator a in this. And now she's all of a sudden in the middle of the fucking muck. Yeah. So Carol's certainly not no fault of her. She is own. changing. Right. So her life I mean, her is last maybe good summer. it is her last good summer. And also we all change. So who cares? Yeah. But for Bethany to one, not be supportive and to instead like cut her down because she's maybe doing a fab fit fun promo on her Instagram. <laughs> like, <laughs> so like pedestrian, which we need so to weird. talk about Bethany's Instagram for a second. Can we just divert yeah. for a minute? So this might also be a, a lot of the reason why I feel the way I do about Bethany. Okay. Because her Instagram, I, I had to stop following because I would watch her stories. And look, we all, I shouldn't say we all, but I, I can be a victim of this or a, a person who does this. It's like you can post too much sometimes or mm. whatever. But Bethany seems so dark to me in her stories. It's like she'll post 100 stories and they're often with her daughter Bryn, but like Bryn's not allowed to be on them. Uh-huh. You know, her face. Yeah. Bethany showing us so much of her life, not really being there with Bryn. It always feels like Bryn's kind of doing something else and Bethany's just trying to show the world it. It's and she's so it's just like all very, very dark to me. And then it's a lot of her talking to her dogs, which look, I talk to my dog all the time. So like not criticizing that. Maybe just don't record something for a while. Yeah, just like, to, like watch a movie. Sometimes she'll be watching a movie and she'll just like 
show us the whole movie and it's like bethany just enjoy you your real like i hate to sound like one of those people but it's like be present in the moment right. like just enjoy it no her instagram is so dark to me like the stories aspect i can't really right. recall her posts like i feel like her posts are fine yeah and then to say go around and say carol's acting too whatever. like self-involved or self-involved. something it's like, and bethany, it's like you're literally film everything of your life and, you, and i see one more goddamn story of her singing uh, with the radio <laughs> oh my god oh my god whitney it's like every song that comes on the radio she's like filming herself sing it Bethany, hang out with your friends or something that are, right. or whoever's in or Bryn. Yeah, it Bethany just feels doesn't darker to me than anything else. I've I seen. agree. Yeah. I agree. I also go back because now you have enough money, you could go live in the Hamptons full time. But she seems addicted to this attention. Right. I mean, she doesn't have to be on these reality. She shows. doesn't. She has far too much money. But I love her on the show. I don't want her off the no, show. I know. But she said a few really mean things to Carol at this dinner. One of the things that oh really bothered me is she, when Carol was saying. Um, what did Carol say that one? It's, it's not, not that, that deep. deep. Yeah. And Bethany was getting so mad at her saying it's not that deep. And she said something like, oh, right, Carol, you're just 28. You think you're 28 or yeah. something. And she did an age comment the last time they fought right. in the Berkshires when they were in that costume murder mystery. <laughs> <laughs> she said something about Carol acting not her age. She was like, I know you want to be 45, but. But it's such a weird thing to me, isn't it? it? It's like, first of all. Bethany is the most judgmental person I've right. ever seen. Right. Maybe in my entire life. It's crazy. Because again, I feel like she comes off as like an 18 year old because she hasn't lost that attitude about feeling like she needs to cut people down and make them exactly who she is. Like, can't we just accept people as who they are and not cut them down about every little thing, even if it's something you don't like? Like, what is going on? The age thing is weird. We're all going to be old age one thing day. Is weird. We're all going to be old. And also like... You're clinging to youth too. It's not like you're... I know. I you know, know. But do you think it's something where it's like Bethany sees herself in Carol a little bit? I don't know. I My take is I think Bethany is hurt by her distance in the friendship with Carol. Mm-hmm. And part of why she can't get over the hurt is because she doesn't understand it. She yeah. emotionally does not understand it. So now she's like sad and kind of like jealous of Carol because Carol is a fairly self-secured person and Bethany is just not. Yeah, Carol is much more free with her everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I envy that in Carol too because I'm more Bethany in that way mm. where it's like I have trouble relaxing. I w- sometimes wish I could be someone like Carol. Okay. In, in, the, in terms of more Karen Francie free. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I think there's just a weird like jealousy element that's coming back in too. Did you see Lou with the e-cigarette and her wig? Oh my God, I loved it. <laughs> Alison Dubois. Like. <laughs> and then my other favorite moment of the dinner was when they were, Ramona was done and she had a plate of fish and just put it in front of Bethany. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and Bethany's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like I'm allergic to fish. And Ramona's like, well, I was done. I didn't want to look at it anymore. <laughs> so you look at it. <laughs> Like perfectly it's such a Ramona, Ramona thing, yeah. <laughs> so they leave this dinner, and uh, they're all kind of in the streets of Cartagena. And yes. Ramona's in the fucking wheelchair, oh and they're God. kind of all they're arguing a little bit. Bethany is like so mad, she and screams. It, she's screaming, and they're in a traffic jam. And then the girls are taking photo, like doing a photo shoot, where I think Carol at one point maybe. Maybe Tinsley or Sonia was it's, also it's, in the wheelchair yeah, and they're wheelchair. T- taking photos. <laughs> it's just like in the middle of the fucking road. So good. And there's like a police directing traffic and they're just like holding up traffic, I think. And the policeman's just like, oh, well. Ramona's like, I think he likes me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and Bethany was complaining about the hotel. Another thing Bethany's complaining uh-huh. about. And Ramona in her wheelchair, she says, I'm sleeping in a twin bed and I don't even give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, let's be honest. This house was not... Not Mexico. Right. It was not Mexico. And I think, though, that Bethany, as she said, like, she defines a vacation very specifically. Water, 
a house right. calm. But there's different types of vacations. Okay. I'm sort of with her on that though. I like Okay. If I'm gonna go on a vacation. Unless it's like I'm learning about a new country that right. I want to, yeah. I'm fine with that. But. but this was not, remember when Atlanta girls, they went to Barcelona <laughs> and they had to move. <laughs> this was not Barcelona for yeah. Atlanta. Okay. Um, so then they're headed off to a bar and Bethany at first says she's not going to go cause she doesn't, she wants to go back to the house. She's having a bad yeah. night. She's complaining and she's with Sonia and Luann. And I just, I don't like that whole thing. I feel like Sonia and Luann are kind of kissing her ass, uh-huh. even though Bethany was so mean to them in the past. I know it's weird. Yeah. Cause I, unless I she like apologizes to them off so season. Much on Bethany, but. I don't like her right now. (laughs) She needs to go back to Dr. Amador. I know. We need Dr. Amador to step in. This was a tough episode for her, I thought. She was just going through something crazy. Well, so can we get to how in the end she talks about the custody issues and stuff? So, like, I could only imagine. Like, Jason Hoppy obviously sounds like a psychotic person. He is. But, like... You know, we don't know much, but what we do know is a judge said he needs to have a restraining order against Bethany. That's severe. Mm-hmm. Like something had to be pretty intense for that to happen. So, yeah, that seems super fucking stressful. She's probably fearing for him coming back physically into her life. That is stressful. Right. But what gets me is like she lets herself disintegrate. And then once she's crying, she says that. Like she holds and it's it like, all in. Yeah, you. it's yeah. like if she had just come to this trip and was like, guys, oh, my God. I'm freaking out because this is going to happen and let's just talk about it. Or just, I want you guys to know, like I'm a little, you know, on edge. That's one thing. She's just not giving of her emotions. So then it bites her in the ass. And then she, then she claims like, well, I'm just in this terrible position, which you are, but like, that doesn't mean you can get away with all bad behavior. Yeah. And she was crying at the bar when they left the dinner. She ended up going to that bar and she started crying there. And Sonia said, be strong. Oh my God. I laughed so hard. (laughs) But then, you know, so it's like, Bethany starts crying and we start to feel bad for her for mm-hmm. a minute. And then she immediately says, Carol's having some sort of later in life crisis. Oh my God. And I was like, Bethany, you can't say like that's No. I don't know what the, Bethany's obsession with Carol's age is. <sighs> I don't know. So don't then know. Uh, you mentioned the next day, Bethany's sort of going around and telling everyone what's going on, why she's mm-hmm. kind of acting like this. She says it's a custody battle. She says it's the restraining, the restraining order. order. All while this is happening, Sonia's having her very first empanada. <laughs> All of this is happening in the midst of a historic event, (laughs) a first time, a historic first time event for Sonia. And I love how she like says it out loud, like to herself, because no one's listening to her. She said her very first empanada. (laughs) This was also Scott and Tinsley's anniversary. Tinsley gets a giant thing of flowers Mm -hmm. delivered, and Mm -hmm. it was it was kind of (laughs) it was tough to watch. (laughs) Stuff to watch. It's just gratuitous. I don't like gratuitous acts of love. I right. hate love. Um, my favorite <laughs> part of this whole thing was that it gave us an opportunity to revisit Ray, who's one of my all-time favorite characters <sighs> in Housewife history. So happy. Right. To see How Ray. do you know, you bitch? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it. I love it. How so do you much. know, you bitch? <laughs> He's like, you bitch. Ah! But it was like such a like. I don't know, flamboyant way of oh Ray saying, God. how do you know, you bitch? Oh, I love it. He took Luann to Ibiza. Ibiza. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love Ray, and I need more of him. But also, it, this... I need to check in on Ray. What's going right, on? Right. We need another scene of Ray. I always say that we need some of these secondary characters. We need one scene with them a season. Yeah. You know, even Kelly Clore and Ben Simone, I want one scene a season with her. Yeah. Like, invite her to a party or and something. And lose friends with her, I think. Right. Yeah. I don't care if they're friends or not. Get fucking Kelly Clore and Ben Simone and one scene. Mm-hmm. Invite, uh, she doesn't have to be on the cast trip to Cartagena. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but I need to see her, you know, at some one of these things, you know. 
Maybe they could have done Sonia's first empanada back in New York and then <laughs> had Kelly Corn Benson on there. Um, Bethany mentioned that she's jealous of Tinsley's. Tinsley got those flowers oh, and then she also got the Cartier bracelet. That was dark. Yeah, and Bethany's like, you know what? I am jealous of Tinsley. I want her life. Again. Oh, man. What? It just takes me a lot. I'm just like so annoyed because it's like, Bethany, everyone has their stuff. Okay. But it's how you deal with it. Yeah. It sounded like you had a deck of cards handed to you in your younger years. But you hustled and you now have so much money. And again, I know. I don't think. See, I don't agree with you on that. And I'm saying it doesn't solve all problems. But what it does is it gives her the ability to work on herself. Like she's not out there working, you know, a $7 an hour job and working 80 hours a week. She's working all the time, but she's, you know what I mean? Like go to therapy, like work on yourself. I think this, you know, when you you hit the nail on the head right there, this all goes back to one core issue. And that's that she fired Dr. Amador. (laughs) Did she? (laughs) Well, I don't know if that she fired her, but she stopped saying Dr. Amador. I think, I mean, we don't have confirmation on that, but I would bet my, Bottom dollar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That she does not see Dr. Amador anymore. And I talked to that man on the phone and I felt you so much better him. afterwards. I'm not kidding you. Like, my life was so much better after I talked to Dr. Amador. I encourage you all to go back and listen to that interview. But I think if Bethany was seeing him regularly, she'd be fine. Call to be jealous Amador. of someone's privilege that they had as a youth is so narrow minded. Like, just so narrow-minded to me. And it's like, have some perspective on where you are in life and what you have. And it's just like, she needs to like, just, okay, bare minimum. She needs to do one of those fucking gratitude journals where every day she has to write down three things that she's thankful for. But you know what, Whitney, if she did, then we wouldn't have this great TV. I know, maybe We wouldn't have this great TV. And she has that panic attack. And I did feel for her with the panic attack. Yeah, it was real. And we've both had panic attacks. Yeah. I felt bad for that. I was yes, like, yes, I have empathy I for her, but she doesn't do much to help herself. And every time you, I feel like with Bethany, every time you start to feel empathy for her, she does something like exactly. makes fun of Carol's age or something. Yeah. Like, or says like Bethany. catty, like middle school girl stuff. Like it's just, she doesn't help herself in any way. And she has shit that she's going through. And I want to feel really sorry for her. And I, I do on a level, but it's like, you're not going to be the victim. You can see all the girls getting tired of her yeah. shit. Like yeah. even she was apologizing to Tinsley at one point. And Tinsley's just like, whatever. I feel like Ramona's given up even confronting yeah. or even talking to Bethany. Mm. She's just like, whatever. And then Lou and Sonia are sort of entertaining her. but Yeah, but they're not connecting with her. No, I, yeah. I feel like all the girls, and that's probably some of why Bethany is getting so worked up too, is because she doesn't feel like she has any allies. But I think it's yeah. her own fault. Well, it sounds like she also doesn't, not to hate on her more, but to, it sounds like she doesn't have a lot of allies in life. So Wow. Wow. We'll end on that dark Let's note start. from Whitney. <laughs> I'm in a mood today, guys. <laughs> you guys, uh, that's all we have for New York. I'm so super excited. I, we're, we're just getting started on this Cartagena trip. Like, I think cannot it's wait for the boat amazing. Trip. Like, I'm so excited for the boat trip. And in the coming attractions, we don't even see the boat trip. No. So that means we we might not get it for another week. Ah, which I mean, come on, yeah. Okay, guys, before we move on, we do have two more Bravo things that we have to discuss. The first is Luann re-entered rehab. Water! And you guys, I want the best for Lou. I do. I want her to be happy and healthy, and I'm glad she's going to get the help that she needs. I'm just very upset that it's over a reunion week. <laughs> we, She's not going to be at the reunion. She wasn't at the reunion filming, so we're not going to get that. I hope we at least get like a one-on-one with Lou. I'm upset she's not going to be there. Again, I want her to be happy and healthy, but I'm upset. And I was also very confused. So did you guys see the People magazine? Dave Quinn, who's a friend of the show. Hey, Dave. <laughs> he, he is the one who came out with this news about Luann re-entering rehab. And it was very bizarre. It was like Bethany was sort of the press 
person for Luann. It was like Bethany came out with a statement, and I was like, why is Bethany involved in any of this? It just seemed very strange. So I don't know how Bethany's really involved in this. <laughs> I mean, I sort of thought they were just friends for the for the show, but I don't know. I guess maybe they're more friendly in real life than we know. We also have to talk about the Real Houses of Orange County premiere. You guys, I did not want to like the Real Housewives of Orange County premiere. I thought I was done. You know, I almost didn't watch it. Impossible. I mean, of course I watched it, but (laughs) there was like a brief moment where I was like, maybe I won't watch this because I just didn't like last season as much or at all. And I put it on and then I was pleasantly surprised. Now, I didn't love it. Was it the best thing I've ever seen? No. I did groan at the beginning when Tamara mentioned she's repairing her relationship with Vicky. I just thought, are we going to do this again? I don't need to see that! Like, one of them needs to go, because every single season, it's like, Vicky and Tamara, are they friends or are they not friends? And they're repairing their relationship, and it's just like, come on, enough, enough. And so I thought, if we're in for another season of that, like, I can't stay on board. I can't. Impossible. We were introduced to the new housewife, and I got very excited when she had a connection to Ricky, (laughs) Ricky and Gretchen. I mean, I lit up. I stood up. You know, I I got goosebumps. I started cheering like I was watching the Super Bowl. So excited when she mentioned that she was friends with Gretchen and Ricky, who Ricky, I don't think we really know what happened between Ricky and Tamara. I'd like to get more of Ricky on screen. We did have him sit down and sort of allege that Eddie was gay. So I know that did happen, but I feel like there was something else, too. I feel like there was more to it than that. I don't think it was just him saying that Eddie was making out some dude. You know, which, God bless. Love to see more of that on these shows. Um, but I want I want more of Ricky, and I want... I'd like Gretchen to pop in. I don't want Gretchen full-time, but I'd love her to just pop in and say hello with her, you know, Gretchen Christine Butte. <laughs> Gretchen, I want to know how Gretchen Christine Butte is doing. You know, I know it's not Fenty Beauty, but it is Gretchen Christine Butte. I used to say I'm a I'm a Fenty Beauty in the streets and a Gretchen Christine Butte in the sheets. <laughs> so stupid. But I'd like her to pop in. I always want these people to just pop in for a minute and then leave. So I did get really excited when there was like that connection. I feel like there's some good stuff to mine from that drama. I also love single Kelly Dodd. I love Kelly Dodd's daughter. I'm very excited for both of these <laughs> introductions. I know we've met Kelly Dodd's daughter before, but it seems like she may be more of a, a, a bigger piece of the puzzle this season, which I'm excited about. Uh, then we had Shannon, of course, taking off her wedding ring, which was, you know, intense. Shannon always gives us like a lot of intense scenes. And I feel like you either love that or you hate that. Like some people hate Shannon because she's, a lot of times her scenes are downers, but I I like Shannon. I think she adds a little bit of a realness to the. Sh- I think she she really like lets it all out there. She doesn't. She's not afraid to have something on camera, and I always like that from any of these women. And yeah, she took off the wedding ring. I was like, go Shannon and David. I saw like an Instagram David with that new girl, and I just said, ugh, god damn it. I hate David. I hate David. Rotten hell, Jax. Uh, and then, of course, we get the most important part of this episode, and truly, like, one of the best scenes I've seen of all time. It's all of the girls, <laughs> it's the four of the girls, Kelly, Tamara, Vicky, and Shannon, at the ropes course in Orange County. And you guys, immediately I look this up, this ropes course, and I'm like, I'm driving Orange County and doing this. I have to do it because <laughs> I watched this. And it was so funny. I mean, it was so, so hysterical your core i don't have a core i don't know if i can do this jesus what the f- am i doing right now 
me. Ew, I don't need to prove this to anybody. I'm good. I'm strong. I don't need to, I don't need to do this. My arms aren't strong enough. I also sort of felt like the producers were like, <laughs> I feel like the producers told them last season was shitty. And so I think these four women knew that they were lucky to come back. You know, they fired half the cast, but they didn't fire these four women. And I feel like those women were working for that fucking paycheck this week on that ropes course. Like they were, they were working hard for that money because they knew they could be gone in a second. You guys, <laughs> they were like, normally I feel like Vicky wouldn't have done that. Even or Shannon, I don't feel like Vicky or Shannon or Kelly Dodd would have done that in any other season. But I think this was the first episode of this current season, and they knew that they had to do that to keep their jobs. <laughs> and I loved it. I want producers of every single franchise to, you know, transport their crew, <laughs> transport their girls to Orange County, and make them do this ropes course because I think it was one of the best things we've seen. Forget the escape rooms. I'm not interested in an escape room again. Take them to the OC ropes course, please. I was laughing so hard, Vicky with the finger. <laughs> Vicky acted like like she was close to death. I mean, she she's hurt her finger a little bit. She jammed her finger, and she was. Oh, and Shannon just crying. Oh my god, I loved it. I la- I've never laughed that hard. I mean, it's been a while since I've laughed that hard in a housewife scene. It was just so fantastic. So I'm still on the fence for the season. I'm not completely sold on it, but it was nice to not see Peggy. <laughs> it was nice to not see. Megan, Peggy, what that other one? Lydia, ugh, God, I was so glad to not see Lydia or hear about Doug's balls, any of that. I don't need to see that! So I'm glad, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep watching. You know, I'm not excited. I'm more excited than I was before. Tell, let's put it that way. Much more excited than I was. So I'm so excited to talk to Thomas John from the Seatbelt Psychic on Lifetime. Yeah. We're going to ask him about Housewives, like what he sees in the future. I want to know if he thinks Brandy will come back to Beverly Hills. Mm, yes. Uh, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. And on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. Please join the Everything Iconic Facebook group. And if you want to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash everything iconic and donate $4 or more per month to not only support this podcast, but also get all the access to the bonus episodes and the Real Houses of New York recaps and all of that. Please rate and review this on iTunes if you like it. Only if you like it, you guys. Be nice. (laughs) Please stick around for Thomas John. I love you all for listening, and I'm going to leave you with that. Please remember, next Monday there will not be a pop dive. There will be a new Bravo episode, a related episode I'm super excited about. And then Thursday will be another Bravo episode about Real Houses of New York. And then the following Monday will be our next pop dive. So I love you all for listening. Kisses, bye. Raise your hands. Oh my God, isn't our Kimberly Locke song so good? Oh, I love it. Look, the weather's getting warmer. You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, 
all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com slash everything iconic. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. All right, guys, I'm here with Thomas John. Thomas, you have a new show coming to Lifetime. I'm super excited. Uh, First, tell me about the show. So the show is called uh, Seatbelt Psychic, and it's basically a show, um, I'm doing it with the people who do carpool karaoke, so the full well folks, and it's a show where basically people get in the car um, thinking that they're getting into like a ride chair, and it turns out that I tell them that I'm a psychic, and if they're open to it, I give them a reading. Right. It kind of reminds me of that Cash Cab. Did yeah, you ever of watch that? <laughs> yeah. I, like, I was obsessed with Cash Cab. But so imagine Cash Cab, <laughs> but you get in and you get a reading. Yes. That's you, yes. <laughs> amazing. I, I like love that. So how did you get involved with reading people? Or when did you notice your gifts for that? 
Um, you know, when I was about four years old, the first experience that I had was that my grandfather started to visit me. And um, I thought that that was just sort of like a normal sort of experience. I didn't really realize that it was different in any way. And then when I was about seven, eight years old, nine years old, I started to realize, oh, wow, you know, everybody doesn't have the same experiences that I have. And everybody doesn't um, uh, see dead people like, you know, and everybody doesn't have dreams with dead people in them and stuff. And so that's when I started to realize that it was different. And I, I shared it with my parents and, you know, they weren't really super supportive at all. So um, it was a journey and it would probably wasn't until my early, early 20s that I really realize that there's other people in the world that have this and you know you 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 know there there's such a thing as a psychic i mean i never knew any of that stuff so okay so i've done some research you've predicted quite a few pop culture events that mm-hmm. came to fruition can yeah. you talk about some of those oh god i mean there's been a lot of those i i used to do more celebrity prediction stuff you know a lot of breakups i've been able to predict a lot of people you know one of the things is is not really an invasive thing but it's just when somebody is in the news or their energy is around a lot, you know, someone like me who's a sensitive, um, I can sort of perceive things about them even when I'm not even trying. But I, you know, I've predicted things about, um, yeah, you know, people passing away, different uh, situations. Houston, yeah, Whitney I believe. Houston. And, mm-hmm. Are there any big events in terms of celebrity or pop culture or uh, either events or predictions that you see uh, for the coming year? This year, or um, next. yeah, I'm trying to think. Do you have like a favorite celebrity? Or I love all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I really love like a housewife or a lady over fifty, like an actress oh, over fifty, okay. or like a Real Housewife. Is there any Real Housewife? Do you are you familiar with them? At yes, all? I, I do watch uh, housewife stuff. Um, you know, I feel that um, okay. Yeah. I, I I've been getting this really really strongly just because I did happen to watch part of it. I feel that Kyle is going to fully reunite with her sisters, <gasps> with, okay. with Kathy wow. and all that. I feel like it's going to come full circle, and they're going to end up being very. They're going to end up being. And it feels like it will be soon, like in the next. I know, like right now, they're not talking or whatever, but I feel like all that and they're going to be close again. Oh, good, good. I want them to be close. <laughs> I also really want Kathy to be on yeah. Housewife. We've talked yeah. about this before. Um, what about in, uh, other celebrities? Like, I actually like, feel that could ha- that might happen. Yeah, Kathy beyond. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Or definitely more like maybe a lot more featured. You know, like right. one of the um, like a what's the one that's on like the, a like friend a of Camille. Camille. <laughs> Why did I say Camille? <laughs> Camille. <laughs> Of uh, Camille or Faye, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, Faye, do you ever see Faye being a housewife or Brandy coming back? I don't. I don't feel that Faye will be a housewife now. Yeah. I'm not feeling that. Um, I see Brandy doing a lot more TV stuff, but I don't know if it's going to be. I don't feel it's going to be on that so much. So we talk a lot about Mariah Carey on the show. Mm-hmm. Do you see anything for her future? She recently came out with the diagnosis of bipolar, and she, uh, you know, is allegedly working on a new album. Where do you see her career sort of going? Or are you able to? Um, I feel that um, I'm not really. I mean, right now, I just feel that she's. Uh, yeah, I feel. I, honestly, I feel like she has a lot of inner work to do, like mm-hmm. inner spiritual work. Um, and I feel that I actually feel that she's going to be less focused on music, mm. and I feel like she's going to go into other other things, maybe acting or maybe other other creative ventures, but a less of a focus on the singing. But um, yeah, I'm not. I, I just feel with her right now that she's kind of 
she's got a lot of inner work she has to do. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I guess we recently had on the show uh, one of the questions I asked. I just rewrote it. Um, her name is Nikki Blonsky. Do you know who that is? No. Well, I was wondering if you knew what's next to her, but if you don't know, I don't know. Can you, if you don't know someone, like, let's say. Well, it's, t- yeah, who, who, so what? She's an actress. Actress. Um, no, I mean, I don't, I mean, obviously I read a lot of people that I don't. Um, what's next for I Nikki feel, Blonsky? um, she, well, basically they're showing me, um, she, she needs to continue to focus on her career mm. and she, she's, she's been very close to having like some really big opportunities I feel like there's some big opportunities that are going to be showing up for her. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Now, you mentioned you watch Housewives mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, um, I do. do you, uh, what do you think of the psychics that have been on the Housewives before? Oh, and I've act- I'm actually one of the psychics that have been <gasps> on the Housewives. Which one were you on? I was on, it was a small bit, but I was on actually with um, Sonia Morgan once. <gasps> right. Oh, my, we love Sonia. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I did a reading for her. It was the one where I told her that there was a devil in her inner circle. Um who was the devil? It turned out, I think it was that. See, it was Luann. Right. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Yeah. There's been. I mean, not, I, I. I have to say, nothing can compare to Allison Dubois. The best. Right? <laughs> oh my God. I mean, the the um, she, he will she, never fulfill you. Do you think that she was just being uh, rude to Kyle, or do you think you know that Kyle's husband will not emotionally fulfill? Her? I mean, it's funny. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it's funny. You know, I think that you know. People, as a psychic, you know, we're people too. We make, yeah. you know, we make mistakes. We say, I don't know that that was the best environment for her. And I, I think personally, she felt kind of, I think Allison felt kind of attacked. I'm just, I don't yeah. know. But I think it, it, she felt maybe ganged up on. So mm-hmm. she was kind of like trying to fend off. Um, no, and there's been, yeah, there's been some other, there. I just saw Conchetta was on the New Jersey one. Mm. Um, uh, Tim Brown, who I really respect, he was on one of them once. Um, yeah, they see. It's sort it. of a trope of the Housewives, right? <laughs> yeah. We see it. And I love it. I always love the episode oh, yeah. when there's a psychic or a medium. It's fantastic. So before, and I've read Vicky too. Oh, Vicky. Is she going to be a politician? I just read something that she's really? thinking of politics. Like, do you see that for her in the future? Yeah, I feel that she is uh, something in that f- field. I don't know how far she's going to go, but I feel she is going to get more involved. In I it. hope it's not far. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like a local level. Or anyone coming through for Whitney or I? Or- yes. So um, there's definitely, um, I, I, I definitely feel that when I got here, I felt a strong grandmother presence. I don't know. It could be for you or for her. Um, I don't know which person it, it, it's for, but I did feel somebody's grandmother kind of like greeted me and it felt like a very positive energy and it, I felt paternal to me. So it would mean, I feel like it would be on dad's side, like the dad's side of the family. And, um, I was very close to my dad's grandmother your dad's my dad's mother i'm oh, sorry your dad's, my dad's mother. mother yeah so it could have been her yeah because i felt a, a, a woman that greeted me as soon as i got here and a lot of times too also like if this is your space you know like your energy may be more here so it might be like she was she's very connected yeah i'm seeing um yeah um yeah do you know do you have a frank uh my grandpa was frank. okay and he's transitioned too? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I felt like it's it's like she's talking about being with him. So I guess I think this oh is gosh. your grandmother. Oh yeah. Oh, Probably is that yeah, was it's her husband. It's, yeah, so it's your it's your dad's grandmother that you were really close to. She just kind of greeted me. She actually is one of the people that I would say she's like a spirit guide for you. Like she's somebody that kind of like watches over you and she's 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 very proud of some of the things that you're doing. Um do you have a favorite story of someone you've read? 
Oh God, there's been so many. I mean, I think on the show it was interesting because so many people, I mean, obviously no, I didn't know anything about people getting in the car. Um, you know, my friends at Flow Well, Zeb and Ben and Emma, one of the things we decided if we're going to do this is I, you know, I, you know, we wanted this to be totally, you know, done right, ethically, not, you know, so we, you know, we, we set it up so that I, you know, it's like just what the show is where I'm a rideshare driver. So these people have, we knew that, well, people are going to get in the car, they're going to see cameras, you know, mm-hmm. um, um, they're going to know some. So they were told basically, you know, you're going to get in the car and this is a new rideshare service and we're sort of filming it to see how it goes and stuff. So they had no idea they were getting ratings and I didn't know anything about these people. And the producers didn't either, either mm-hmm. because we wanted it to be like, who knows who's going to get in the car, you know? So um, it was funny because some people are like, oh my God, I don't know anybody that died, you know? Or people were like, you know, I don't believe in that. I'm, a, you know, it's against my religion. So there was lots of interesting, like, or, you know, people that I couldn't pick up stuff about and stuff. So. So on the show, you're picking up energy from people's past loved ones, correct? Yeah, it's a lot of that, but it it doesn't have to be that. I mean, we had a couple episodes. I mean, we had a couple rides where, like, uh, a dog came through. We had a couple episodes where, like, somebody was in a main, you know, a life transition. So they didn't really get. But it wasn't their loved one coming through because they they didn't know anybody that died. But it Mm -hmm. was like. They had, like, I got a spirit message for them or just a message to tell them about something. So it was interesting. And a lot of times the loved ones will come through with guidance, too. So, so with your show, what do you want people to take from it? Do you want it is, it, is it entertainment or is it, do you want them to leave feeling a certain way? Or I mean, it certainly is entertainment, mm-hmm. but it also is that, you know, that love and life never die and that that bond does continue. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really hoping that people realize that, you know, wow, there is something beyond here. I mean, there's so many things in the world that we don't understand. I mean, even though I have this ability, I don't even totally understand it all the time. You know, like mm-hmm. sometimes people will be like, how did you know that? And I'm like, I don't know. Something just got, somebody told me. But that would be the main thing is just that that connection is there. And, you know, I hope it opens people's minds a little bit and opens people's hearts a little bit. And yeah, well, I want to thank you. Where can people find you on social media? I'm on. I'm all Medium Thomas. Medium Thomas. Medium Thomas. Website. Okay. Yeah, Medium Thomas on Instagram. Well, thank you so much for the time. I'm so excited for the show. It's gonna be great. I can't wait. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Raise your- I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made 
for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. 